0: what's going on, everybody? I'm Jay, and this is the Rewatch Podcast. I watch movies all the time, then I like to rewatch them, and sometimes I'll even watch them again. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible. I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them, and sometimes I'll have special guests join me. This is the Rewatch Podcast. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I am Jay Thomas, and it is Friday the 13th, which means we are going to talk about One of the many Friday the 13th movies. And Sean has joined me once again. Sean, welcome back.
1: Hello there. Thank you for having me back to talk about a great, great movie. (laughs) Not so much. This is the one you've been waiting for.
0: What's happening to
1: me? Your psychokinesis and these delusions. No, you're not listening to me! The one
0: you've been asking for. Hey,
1: Tina! (laughs) Isn't this the way they wear their jackets back in the mental
0: hospital? Concentrate. Concentrate, Dina! The one you've been dying for. You people give me the creeps. (coughs) Okay, you big hunk of a man. Come and get me. Jason (coughs) is back. (laughs) But this time, someone I remember a long time ago. I think it was the first Friday the Thirteenth while the podcast was going. I kind of ranked the movies, and I don't remember exactly where where Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, The New Blood, which is what we're talking about today. I don't remember exactly where that fell, but it was definitely high up on the list. Because I will say, and I think I've said this before on the show, I'm not Friday the Thirteenth is is kind of low on my list of the horror franchises. I've never been a huge fan. Have you been a fan of these for a long time?
1: I have, but I also was kind of raised off the USA Network marathons that were cut oh, yeah. for TV that it seemed a lot more terrifying for me at the time, even though they were chopped and edited and cut to heck. I just like the themes, you know, the constant storms and the sound effects with the music. and Oh, yeah, that, that works that well. Kind of stuff. It, it was a lot better when I was a kid, but still, like, I still enjoy them yeah. from time to time, but they're not as good as I remember.
0: The uh, the scene that I has always stuck out to me when I think of Friday the 13th is Corey Feldman seeing uh, Jason in the rain. I think it's the beginning of five, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why that part, because I don't remember watching the rest of the movie. But I just remember that seeing that moment when Jason like gets wakes up again or is around. I don't again. I don't even remember how that scene goes. But I just remember it rainy. Corey Feldman looks like he's going to pants and Jason's there. And I remember thinking. Oh, that's terrifying. It wasn't until, like, much later that I started watching them and realizing, no, I'm not a Jason guy. I like the character of Jason, but, like, the movies, they're pretty bad.
1: Well, yeah, what you're describing is how every single one of them starts after part three. Yeah. You know, he comes back to life and some kind of storm or lightning, you know, is generated. That seems to be a, which I love the recurring, like, theme of, you know, thunderstorms, lightning, very Mm -hmm. frightening. Bringing the bad guys back you see a lot of child's play as well and like i feel like every time jason comes back it's raining or there's some kind of water involved there's so definitely like, i remember water the involved. part you're talking about from five but it also blends into all the other ones for me
0: yeah that's the thing i never remember which one it is but i'm like well he looked pretty similar to what he did in the movie he was actually in which was four so it's it's got to be five and then six they recast it because they do the time jump the continuity in this franchise is ridiculous i mean i think by the time seven rolls around if i'm doing the math right it should be somewhere in the 2000s but i don't know it's
1: hard to say i mean it, it definitely captures a lot of the spirit of the 80s still with the teenagers party and all that kind of stuff and you know, like it's got the mixture of they've thrown carrie into the mix now you know the telecom yeah the,
0: the girl was well, the always there was always carry the carrie influence in the whole thing i mean even the first movie when jason jumps out of the water that was directly because of carrie they were uh, making the movie. I don't remember if they were filming it or if they were just writing it. And I think it was Sean S. Cunningham saw Carrie and loved the the ending at the end, the teaser, or not the teaser, but like the, the cap off where she, her hands come out of the grave and he's like, oh, that last scare is great. We're going to put that in, in our movie. And that's why Jason pops out. Like the, that wasn't even supposed to happen. And then they saw Carrie and they're like, oh, that's good. Great jacked it. That makes sense though. I mean, it yep. worked. And then it eventually worked. it was, the this movie is essentially Carrie versus Jason, and it, uh it is. You know, I we, we were talking beforehand. I remember this being high up there, and then this rewatch. It's I don't know where it lands now. I mean, it's such a a weird hodgepodge of a movie. It feels like that. It feels
1: unfinished. It feels like they saved the budget on like the gore and special effects until like the very you know last fifteen minutes of the movie. It felt. I mean, I haven't really done a lot of research, honestly, about like the trivia. It feels like the kills were like numbed down a little bit, and they cut a them apart. lot. And so I figured because it was on TV and I was watching it on Blu-ray, you know, on the Shout mm-hmm. Factory Blu-ray, I was thinking, okay, I'm gonna see a lot more gore and a lot more, you know, violence that was cut kind of you know, that I missed when I was watching on USA. I did not miss much in the in the Blu-ray versus the T V version. Like it's
0: no, I think all you're depressing. getting I think all you're getting extra are boobs. That's probably it. And there. The there's, effort here a lot, there. there's a lot of random sex in this movie, and it's like everybody's doing it at the same time. I thought that was hilarious. And yeah, in the different places and like they have
1: some people are sleeping in a van and then the other people are using that same van for sex later. Yeah, the kids had sex in that van earlier. But then like mm-hmm. people are kind of having sex upstairs. But again, it's not like gratuitous. Well, I, don't I said that
0: I said that to Shauna because I was like, you remember earlier how he said there was like uh, not a lot of nudity in this one? And she goes, yeah, I'm like, I was wrong. I uh, yeah. usually pretty much everybody naked except the main girl. And yeah. she, I'm like, but it's not gratuitous. She goes, uh-huh. I'm like, I swear it's not this time. It was like so the a little they... bit here and there. It's the first time they use an Excel spreadsheet in,
1: in in movie to check off, you know, make sure they have the boobs, like, check, sex, check, you know, cussing. Not at all.
0: I mean, it's got everything that a Friday the 13th, you would imagine it has. Like the MPAA uh, were all over this movie. They were with a lot of the Friday the 13th movies, and this one got heavily edited down. Um, I, there's a lot of really good features on the Shout Factory Blu-rays, and they ex- talk about how disappointing they are, disappointed when it was finished, because, like, he took all the gore away. Like, they had to edit so much of it down. I mean, every time a kill's about to happen, it cuts away. It's like, you're you're right. I mean, it it is like a TV version, but it's the actual one.
1: I know. That's what I was hoping for more. Like, the the grossest, like, effect that I remember seeing in the movie uh, was when Tina uses her psychokinesis to tighten Jason's mask, and it, like, you know, some pus comes out of the side of his head, and then the mask rips off, and you get, like, the super scary face, and it looked really cool. And that was pretty awesome. But like the, the squeezy, the, the thing that made us uncomfortable was the pus coming out of his head. Yeah. That's the, the part I was disgusting.
0: like, that's a little much. <laughs> it's so gross. Uh, one thing I do like in this movie, I was saying earlier how really, I mean, they're all kind of standalone movies in a way. I mean, they're loosely connected to the previous one. Uh, but this one does a nice job of recapping what's come before it. They, uh, all, like, do that. they all do that.
1: I, do they all do that? I'm pretty sure they do. I'm pretty sure they show you everything that happened, at least in the last movie. I know this was like a montage of the first, like, six yeah. before it, but I swear that they recap it in every one of them. I, I, I need mean, to watch them all. I time, again. I need to watch them all.
0: I haven't seen them all for a very long time. I think it was when I first got that box set. That was the first time I really mm-hmm. sat down and watched all of them. I um, remember you binging them. I did. I mean, it was fun. Shout Factory, really, they do a great job with those box sets i mean they put a lot of work into them i mean these movies look great and the features are really good and uh the uh, the thing that's most notable in this movie is it's kane hodder's first run as jason Voorhees, and he's like kind of the jason when it comes to Mm -hmm. like cons and stuff like that because he's been in the most i would argue though he's been in the of the movies I, i mean it's this one it's eight it's jason goes to hell which i know you've got a soft spot for that one
1: Oh, man, I I really wish we would have talked about Jason Goes to Hell. Like, if we have to do another one, I would do Jason Goes to Hell, and I will talk about that for three hours if you want. I really enjoyed that one a lot, just because it is so campy and fun and random. And the only Jason movie that really freaked me out, but we're not talking about that movie. We're talking about Seven. We're talking about the part that blew my mind when I was a kid. When Tina is goaded into triggering her powers, she yells, this is bullshit and sets off the matchbook mm-hmm. and i remember going up to my parents because it was so awesome because they blurred you know they bleeped out bull but it was yeah. really funny and like oh my god it's so cool she said this is bull <laughs> and she started the fire and that was like the highlight of the movie for me when
0: I was ten years old. <laughs> did you still like that scene? Yes, I did. I
1: looked at it differently again because uh, are we going to talk about the, the elephant in the room? We're going to talk about the Bernie in the room here.
0: Oh yeah, Terry Kaiser, uh, Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's is, I guess you would say the bad guy. I mean, technically Jason's the bad guy, but he's the therapist. So the movie kind of—I well, mean, we haven't even really talked about what the movie's about. Uh, if if you haven't seen it, the main character's name is Tina. And she's got mind powers like Carrie does. And uh, she accidentally kills her dad with her mind when she was a kid at Camp Crystal Lake in around about the exact same place that Jason was. Friday the 13th. On Friday the 13th. I got to mention that. Uh, While Jason was uh, drowning underneath the lake uh, after the events of part six. I I don't know how close. I think it was fairly close to when that actually happened. Um, And he snaps out of it. He's all like gross and zombified in this one. And I really like, I like Jason's look the mm-hmm. most in mm-hmm. this one. Um, but as uh, Tina grows up, she has this uh, therapist or uh, psychologist. I don't even know what he is. I don't think it really matters. Uh, Terry Kaiser plays him and he's a real son of a bitch. Yeah,
1: Dr. Cruz. They really, really make him the like the villain, the unlikable. And he gets more unlikable, and more Weasley as it gets closer, of course, to his inevitable demise. Right. And it kind of reminded me like he's the Paul Reiser from Aliens in this movie. Like, I mean,
0: he is. There's always that character in the 80s, for sure. Yeah. We, he's, he, he's, you he's don't exactly like him. Paul Reiser.
1: He's going to throw a woman in front of him instead of getting killed and then talk to her daughter like nothing happened. And your mom's fine. She ran away. It's all good. Now I've got to go, too. Let's go.
0: I'm going to sound terrible, but that was my favorite part of the movie was when he throws the mom in front of him. Yeah,
1: sacrifice Tina's mom, which, again, I would be remiss if I didn't mention how we know Tina's mom, Susan Blue. She is the voice of R.C. from the Transformers, the movie. What? 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 Yes. I had no idea. Yes, Tina's mom, Mrs. Shepard, played by Susan Blue, was R.C. in the Transformers, the movie.
0: I was afraid you'd be trapped outside the city. Uh, hey, I wasn't worried for a microsecond. Then... You probably didn't understand the situation.
1: That's awesome. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I kept hearing her voice and it was really taking me back and made me want to watch Transformers, to be honest, in the middle of this movie. But I didn't.
0: Well, you probably could have. (laughs) I don't think it would have been a a huge thing. They go back to the cabin, which is funny because she acts like they never go back there. But it's definitely clean. (laughs) The Mm -hmm. cabin doesn't look like it's been abandoned. Uh, the doctor takes her back because he wants to, like, basically unleash her powers or figure them out, you know, essentially so he can get rich and famous, I, I think is the plan, right?
1: I believe so. He takes her back to the scene of her original trauma to try to unlock her powers and have mm-hmm. her be able to demonstrate and harness the powers. And that's the thing. I-, I like that there wasn't, like, a whole military conspiracy behind him. He was just, like, a guy trying to get rich and famous. And- yeah, he's just a
0: like that's it that's all yeah. it was
1: <laughs> with his gigantic video camera like now do it on camera
0: he's really good at being a bad guy because i mean that really bernie was sort of a bad guy i mean he wasn't a good person he was mixed up with the mob and stuff like that and then he died
1: yeah well they really let him they really let him act his heart out at this he's really acting his heart i, I wouldn't say it's his best performance obviously we can have bernie's as his best performance right. i mean that will be forever but it, this is a pretty close second for
0: him yeah that and and just behind it is Tammy and the T-Rex.
1: Oh, I forgot he was in Tammy
0: and the T-Rex. He's amazing in Tammy and the T-Rex. Yeah, that's another good one. I was it, worried you we were going to take Weekend at Bernie's too. <laughs> I do own the DVD, but I have not upgraded the... blue. I don't think it's on Blu-ray, actually, to be honest. That is a crime. It is. It should be. There should be a nice double feature of that. Um, I do have it in my notes, and I don't remember. I have... The first kill is confusing. Again, that goes back to the MPAA cutting everything. But uh, there's these two people, one guy named Michael. He's with his girlfriend. And I did not understand exactly what happened in this part. Like, she backs up into a tree, and then Jason grabs her. Then the very next shot, it seems like he's all of a sudden in front of her. But then it also sort of looks like he stabs her from behind I was like, I don't know what just happened.
1: I don't. I didn't realize either. And then all of a sudden she's dead in the tree and she keeps popping up all the time. And that's all I remember. It's so disconnected because of all the cuts. It, it's really weird. Like the one, the nerd guy gets, I guess, you know, stabbed pretty brutally. And then like a scene or two later, he's a decapitated head in the pot of a plant. It didn't make any sense. It's like, how did he, how did he lose his head? How did he get in the plant? What, what's going on here? It, it just really, yeah, it left a lot of like, they created plot holes, not plot, a lot, yeah. basically, and with the kills being unfinished.
0: And the thing that uh, I think is funny in, in this movie, and kind of a lot of them, I mean, the group of teenagers, which I don't necessarily think they're teenagers this time. I think they're, like, probably early 20s. But um, they are just a random group of the most stereotypical oh, characters yeah. you could find. And there's nothing to them other than their two-dimensional stereotypes, basically, and archetypes. And they're just there. For meat, they're just there to be hacked to pieces. That's it.
1: Yeah, they have a weird party situation where, like, they're having a huge party for that for the gut from Kevin for Michael mm-hmm. right from the beginning for a surprise birthday party. And they have like this half ass party. And then all of a sudden it's the next day, and they're like, Well, that was kind of fun last night. What are we going to do? Uh, we'll just hang out and have another kind of party and maybe some sex in between. And then one of us will smoke weed.
0: Okay. And that's like, there's a stoner guy. There's, yep. there's ever, I mean, there's, I laughed when they, like purposely showed the stoner guy, and then there's like the oh, girls. I mean, there it it's every horror movie you've ever seen.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah, there's the blonde, the bully, the bully girls, the mean yep. girls. There's the nerdy girl who wants to be sexy and attractive, who's like, I'm gonna do a makeover and you know wow the guys. And then you got the nerd, the nerd guy uh-huh. who's used by the blonde bully girl who she's
0: really mean. Like, she is just, oh, she's horrible. Yeah, and you can't wait to watch get killed, and then. Hers, I think you actually see her death. I mean, he just sort of, like, stabs her, right? And then, like, throws her across the room. It might be
1: a machete to the head, and then he throws her across the room. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did like that part. Behind the TV. definitely gets her comeuppance.
0: There is one of the classic Jason Voorhees kills in this one with the sleeping bag. I was just thinking that. Wraps up the girl in it, bashes her against the tree. (laughs) And again, I think it's only one hit, but I think originally there was a lot of hits to the tree. And they're like, nope, can't even do that. It it was funny. I think that's the scene that Shauna came in for. Uh, She's like, doesn't he do this a lot? Like, it's in two or three of the movies. I know for sure they do it again in uh, Jason X. And I can't remember if they do it again in in one of the other ones. But, yeah, it's a pretty classic Jason Voorhees kill, I think.
1: I mean, it is a pretty original killing, I've got to say. I mean, you can only kill so many people with a machete or pretty sure he used a, like, a chainsaw weed whacker at some point in this movie
0: yep he does and i I remembered that because i have the specific friday the 13th 7 jason voorhees figure and it is amazing and it comes with the weed whacker (laughs) it is so detailed looks great uh (laughs) highly recommend
1: (laughs) well the, the thing doesn't look very scary but then it has the chainsaw noise yeah. I don't think, does he even, does he kill one person with that? Do you think it'd be like a multiple kill kind of opportunity? Isn't
0: that what he kills Tina's mom with? Because uh, he's
1: definitely chasing them with that. He definitely jams something through her and right on in the blood splatter gets all over Bernie. I remember that.
0: Yeah, and I couldn't remember how he died. Like, I thought he was I was going to go through her and kill him. And actually, originally, I thought he was the guy that gets bent in half. And I remember that was uh, part six. Yeah. ah, like, oh, son of a b-.
1: Yeah, you confuse all the kills. There's so many. Like you think of that guy that got his head punched off and. Uh Jason versus Jason goes to Manhattan. It always makes me think of the quote in uh, Monster Squad when Sean is on the the roof with his dad watching that movie, whatever Groundhog Day or whatever movie it is, and he's like, "The killer got blown up, sewn back together, put through a weed eater, and then mailed to Pittsburgh. He'd still come back." That's what I always think of.
0: One hundred percent true, especially movie. with Jason. That I think that's even more true when you get to like Jason goes to Hell to bring that up again because I mean he gets blown to pieces in the beginning and uh, introduction. That, that movie so. F- weird yeah I, I I have it here in my notes too the doctor is constantly gaslighting Tina <laughs> I felt really? bad for her. he's constantly like nope you're wrong this is what's actually going on nope you're crazy it's probably oh, the first
1: time yeah. you probably the first time you saw gaslighting in,
0: in a movie was this movie probably yeah didn't even know what it was at the time uh, I also have it in here. Tina is a very popular name in horror movies. It's one of the main characters in a nightmare on Elm street and my least favorite character in any of the Halloween movies. Uh, there's a Tina in Halloween five. That makes me just want to throw my head through a window. Absolutely. My favorite death is, is when Bernie throws the mom, right? Right at Jason. I mean, that's just, that's just good stuff. That's just good. Bad guy horror movie stuff
1: yeah mixing the, the who's the real monster you know the human or the undead killing machine i i agree
0: I, what did I, you think I, of uh of jason's look in this one did you like it i did i really liked kind of the gore the
1: skeletal kind of with all the guts under it where you could see it but he still was like a hulking figure yeah like, like like i really like really his spine run.
0: sticking out and the weird like where you could just see his bones because i mean he's been underwater for like at least 10 years at that yeah. point i think in the timeline and uh he's all bloated and I, mean, I think be, that's like, tickled, way, and hotter looks
1: he'd basically have to be like pickled at this
0: point and he kind of does look like that when you look up close and then i i like his look like i really like that's kind of what i think of when i think of jason is that look however when she does tighten the mask and he flips around and you see his face yeah. i didn't really like the face no scared no, a little raisiny for my life <laughs> a little pruny was and he then, he was underwater for 10 years. I'm sure that's what it would look like. But I feel like he got away from this is gonna sound so stupid because it's Friday the thirteenth and it's Jason, but I feel like it got away from like the human, even though he clearly has not been for a very long time. But I don't know. I guess just taking the mask off just kind of ruins it for me.
1: They stole the humanity from Jason. They, they, they stole his soul in this movie, you're saying.
0: They did. Makes oh, me man. sad.
1: <laughs> it is kind of sad. I, I never would have looked that deeply into it, but uh, I'm kind of superficial like that with my Jason, with my serial killers. Well, my I like his killer. head's all
0: lumpy and stuff. And <laughs> it just was, it was pretty regular head. Just looked a little bit like a demon or something straight off of like an eighties, uh, hair metal band cover. It-
1: it, yeah that's true it reminded me like yeah, an iron maiden cover it reminded me my grandparents had an old game from i think the 70s a board like it was a, a novelty thing but it was shrunken heads and you made them out of apples and they had these three shrunken heads made out of apples like faces on them and it that's what it reminded me of and i've never been scared of that as a kid as well but that's what jason's face looked like it looked like this <laughs> old I'm to, have to look this up now the shrunken head apples faces i don't know that's, that's funny to me.
0: that tracks i really can't remember anybody's Name other than Tina, and even the Eve, I was gonna say, even the Doctor, I'm like Bernie, that's just who he's always gonna be. But yeah, like it's really, they're kind of forgettable characters. And I think part of it might be the fact that it's so edited. Like that's the fun part about these movies. I mean, there's not a lot to them other than people getting brutally murdered. And when they, you know, when they take the gore away, it kind of takes the fun out of the movie a little bit.
1: It does. I mean, I like that there's like a dustbuster and all like the touches of the 80s, and oh, yeah all the fun stuff like that. But yeah, I think the, I remember the bully. I think her name was Sandra.
0: Mm, maybe
1: and she that was in love the main guy, which again, they went back to the whole classic, like eighties trope where Tina and the doctor and her mom show up and the guy's just, you know, washing the, the, the jeep with a sponge and there's no mm-hmm. rock music and they're laying out. the girls are laying out there like just in chairs getting some rays when it's clearly like fall and cloudy <laughs> but it's like it's all about the appearance of like oh we're coming and the cool kids are here and again, right. stereotypes of like what's a cool guy do he rubs his car with a semi-dry sponge for you know
0: no reason that guy was a soap sponge i didn't uh <laughs> There was nothing to the the lead guy in the movie at all. No, he seemed like he would be better like as inmate number two or number
1: three or something in a movie.
0: He didn't. Yeah, or like the character because he definitely I didn't care about him whatsoever. And it was weird how immediately he got obsessed with Tina. Yeah, he was
1: in love with her like immediately. And then when he has a handgun, he doesn't even use it to defend her from Jason. Clearly, like she's having to do all the, the heavy lifting to defend them. Oh, yeah even though, you know, a logic at the time, you're like, well, she might have freaky powers, but I've got a handgun, but I'm definitely not going to use it.
0: No, not at all. I like the weird image of Jason coming up the stairs. For some reason, that creeped me out. It did when I was a kid, and it still was like, it's unsettling. I don't know why. Just him going up the stairs at them before, like they knock him down into the basement. There's something about it. I'm like I don't like it. It's I definitely like
1: one them. of those images I you think of, like the monster. You know, your your mom or dad are angry. and They're coming up the stairs. I feel like it plays yeah. into that because there's a lot of scary scenes that happen on stairs, like in The Exorcist. You know, with the the spider walking, whatever. Mm. And I guess I think of Beetlejuice. I think of the snake. That oh yeah, part, the only part that scared me really Beetlejuice when I was a kid. Again, on stairs. There's definitely something. Uh, the stepfather featured stairs quite a bit I watched that last month
0: it's been a while since I've seen that I need to get back in and watch that well, one again I would
1: I would talk about that one for three and a half hours probably
0: Wow I' definitely have to add that to my rewatches where does seven kind of fall for you <sighs> I think it
1: probably is my third or fourth favorite Friday the 13th movie I think Jason goes to hell would be up there. Part five, the new beginning would be up there. Are we counting Freddy versus Jason in this? Cause I would put that above this one.
0: If that's I empty. would do. Yeah. And, and we were very close to watching that actually, but it's one of those that like, I feel like that's one of the good ones and it's more fun to talk about the weird ones. The ones that maybe are campier and no pun intended with camping, even though there is not a whole lot of uh, campers ever in these movies. This is kind of higher up for me, even though this time when I watched it, I wasn't as much of a fan of it as last time, but Yeah, I would say this is still one of my favorite ones because again, I they don't do a whole lot for me, especially like I actually almost think I prefer the baghead Jason a little bit too Mm. uh, from part two because it's so weird. Uh, But then obviously it's better when he gets the mask. But Jason's kind of one of those hard characters where his look is never really consistent, other than the mask. But even the mask. It's sometimes a different shape, and uh, when there's not a lot of personality with it, it's weird how all the different actors have portrayed him differently. But I've always liked kind of the bigger version that Kane Hodder brought in. I thought his look was probably the best.
1: Yeah, he's the only Kane Hodder's the only name that I can that I remember playing Jason. To be honest, I don't know any of the other actors, and I'm not like detracting what they brought to the to the to the movies. They did great too, but Kane Hodder, I definitely can tell the difference with his depiction of jason in the movies versus all the other people who have played jason in the past
0: he's a lot more physical for sure
1: he is he was a big he is a big football kind of playing looking dude and the mask you know the hockey mask was just so iconic to me like it was really every halloween you'd see the mask everywhere and you see it all the time oh, on TV and movies reused constantly it, and it's pretty smart i don't know like
0: I'm yeah it was, it, what a random thing for them to pick and, and from what i remember it was a pretty like random idea just to grab it and i don't even think they could they planned on it to stick but then it just it was just kind of a neat look but i liked the character of tina i thought that was kind of interesting and i like how she really didn't have anything to do with jason like it wasn't one of those things where they're trying to force like backstory to you know he she's like related or you know there's some sort of tie she just happens to be one of the people on the lake and i like i kind of like that idea
1: i i enjoyed that she Brought her dead father back to vanquish Jason. Oh, like, I forgot
0: about that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> raised him from the dead, which looked he looked like he had just fallen the lake five minutes ago, and he's like, "Yeah, you're like fine. all forgiven. You you totally murdered me, but I'm totally going to help you now. You know, slay Jason and save you
0: because that that's is such a strange comes. part. I forgot about that. Yeah, she brings the dad back to bring him back under the water, so mm-hmm. he's right back where we found him in in the beginning. Uh, but then, yeah, the dad doesn't stay around like Jason did.
1: No, that's uh, yeah.
0: I really think that they should have had the dad come back,
1: like as a zombie, like totally unrecognizable, uh-huh. you know, gross thing, and then hurt Tina to be like, "Daddy" or something like that, and then he like helps helps her, and then maybe you know gives a wink, but his eyeball falls out when he pulls. Jackson that would down. be great.
0: All oh, these movies fun. end really abruptly. Have you noticed that? Like, as soon as Jason's done, they end pretty quickly, like with usually people in an ambulance. Hundred percent. That's yeah. how this one ended. Yeah, that's exactly how started. this one ended. And we did it. I, All right. I think I there was, was. Yeah. And then it's over. And then it's just done. I, I think I remember there was something with the boyfriend character where he wasn't originally in it. They're like, Oh no, we don't know what happened to him. Uh, he should probably be in there with her.
1: <laughs> yeah, because he kind of disappears. He gets you know knocked aside for a while, and then she has the final battle. And then it's like, Oh yeah, we forgot about the boyfriend. And she's like, Where's my boyfriend? And the the, the medic. Oh, he's fine. Don't worry about it. He made it and then he's in the ambulance and that's it
0: right yeah i mean he's pretty much the damsel in distress in the movie <laughs> i mean she's the she's the one that really protects everyone yeah, uh, nothing, i do,
1: not that there's anything wrong with that
0: there's no that. and i do like it when she gets mad and things break or fall and when, uh, she, when, she, when she electrocutes jason when she tries to drown him in a puddle and then
1: jams a electrical wire into the puddle
0: yeah that was fun i like that part that was kind uh, of cool. one part I, <laughs> I forgot that i think i thought was really funny was the only girl that's kind of nice to her is the nerdy girl and there's a part where she's like where's what is his, What is the guy's name the guy she's in love with like her boyfriend um, Mike or Ryan or Jake Sure, Ryan or... the guy with the brown hair when she keeps asking for him she's like it, "She's like, is he here she's like yeah he's coming he's coming he's like, he'll be here he's upstairs <laughs> he's upstairs the whole time yeah. and she's acting like oh yeah he'll be here soon he's there is it, is what it are you nerd? doing
1: Nick was his name,
0: right? Nick. Yeah, that seems right.
1: Again, generic name. Like, well, we've got a Michael in this. We've yeah. Got a Yeah. I guess we'll do a Nick since Ryan's busy.
0: I do like that in uh, this year, in 1988, we had a Friday the 13th, a Nightmare on Elm Street, and a Halloween, all with new movies. And, uh, I, w- and I didn't see any of them because I was way too young to watch them. I do think I, at this point, I probably had seen the first Nightmare on Elm Street. I wasn't supposed to. But I hid in a fort, and uh, my brother watched it. So I kind of saw it that way.
1: That definitely seems like the type of movie that your brother would watch throughout the eighties repeatedly, and probably I think he'd make you watch it to torture you.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, uh huh. That, and then the fifth Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, which I think was like a couple of years later. But yeah, it was it was uh, Friday the Thirteenth Four or Friday the Thirteenth Seven, uh, Halloween Four, and a Nightmare on Elm Street Four, which I think out of them, I think I probably like a Nightmare on Elm Street Four the best. That's the Dream Masters. Yeah. That one's really yeah, good. That is a really good one. That
1: God, that was, those those were the days, man. They don't do it like that anymore. But I would love to have. I mean, I was alive at the time, like you, but I was too young to go to the theater. Uh-huh.
0: So
1: I would I have loved to have seen all three of those in the theater.
0: I know, wouldn't that be great? Like a uh, Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street were in the theaters at the same time. Friday the Thirteenth came out, a, I think, in March of that year, March or May. So they were they were like the springtime, summertime box office movie. But that would that would be so cool, like having three. Horror franchises going at it at the same time. I mean, classic slashers. I mean, Jason should have been done three movies beforehand, but then all of a sudden Nightmare on Elm Street came out, and then they're like, "Oh no, we gotta, we gotta stay in this."
1: This is a franchise. We've got competition. We've got to go to pound this nail into the ground.
0: They're fun. I mean, I I do enjoy them as as dumb as they can be. Really, five is is up there for you for Friday the Thirteenth.
1: Yeah, I really like. Well, I like Corey Feldman
0: in the eighties. I'm not gonna lie to you. Corey Feldman's mainly in four. What? Five is the one where it's not really Jason.
1: Oh, well, I'm not very good at this. Cut this all out.
0: Cut it all out. It's staying in unlike the gore from this movie. So, so
1: it's Corey Feldman is in part four, and then he's at the beginning of part five.
0: Yeah, he's at the beginning of five, and then they do like a time jump to his character in a mental hospital. Yeah. and it, But it's not him. It's a different actor.
1: Right, because he's aged out. But I remember... Yeah, I remember the end of four. I guess it's four. I'm thinking not five. Where he he shaves his head and makes him is like, "I'm your." Did he say he's his brother? I think so. Yeah, (laughs) your brother, Jay. It's it's an underrated Feldman performance. I will say
0: it's a great one. I I like him in that one. And you got Crispin Glover in four. Yeah, that's Uh, Crispin Glover with his hair. Like his hair is huge. Does that dance, the the dance of the party? Like, that's a fun one. Four is good. Four and six are probably my favorite out of the movies.
1: Yeah, let me revise then. I guess I would go, you know, Jason goes to hell. Like, just part nine. Then I would go part four. Then I would go part five. Then I would go part seven.
0: All right. I'll take it. I'll take those.
1: And and Freddy versus Jason in the mix somewhere in there. I'm going to watch that one. If we talk about it on this show, great. If we talk about it off the show, great. I just want to yeah. Talk about either it. way,
0: I love uh, I love Freddy versus Jason. I waited for it for years. I was super excited when it came out, and uh, yeah, that's a fun one. It's so, very yeah. dated. It's it's very early two thousands for that movie. Um, two thousands,
1: wasn't it? It wasn't nineties, late nineties. Oh, I'm getting
0: old. I think it was two thousand four. No, I think no, it was no. like the anniversary of Nightmare on Elm Street. But I think I actually almost consider that movie more of a Freddy movie than a Jason movie. Well, yeah. But in both box sets, I have multiple versions of that movie.
1: Well, I, I I like, yeah, it was 2003. You're right. Okay. I am, being old, but I, it definitely feels like a studio movie where they're all on sets, but they're adding little touches that make it feel like it's not necessarily on a set. And even though it clearly is. Yeah. And it was kind of, they just started getting kind of better with the CGI gore and blood. So it's still clearly CGI, but not as bad as 1997 Wishmaster
0: blood. You know? Oh, I agree. I, I mean, I haven't seen that one, but I know how bad things were in 97. It was a dark time for the movies. (laughs) <laughs> CGI was just not up to snuff yet. <laughs> well, thank you for coming back. And uh, uh, you are more than welcome anytime you want
1: thank you very much i love being here talking about these obscure movies that your listeners are going to be 90 uh, percent of them have not seen we can talk about them and uh, i'd love to go back to some other campy you know one of those arrow blu-rays and talk about you know i was just thinking about white fire the other day and how
0: much I oh, love man, that oh again. we will get back together again soon talk about something ridiculous like uh like white fire god i forgot how great the like the theme song is for that movie
1: Yeah, it is the whole soundtrack. And then our first movie, American
0: Rickshaw, still love that movie. So good. All better than this one, I will say. They are. The Rewatch Podcast is an Alpha Media production.